following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello, Word Alive family and friends around the world. Bev and I are so excited to have you in our home today. Thank you for taking just a few moments to let us share with you God's Word and some worship. We're excited to be with you today. It's really an honor and a privilege. I mean, we've always enjoyed coming into your homes via the, the programming that we've done, but this is a really special time, and we feel so connected to everyone. First of all, the technology is just phenomenal since yes. we started doing television, but we really are honored to be able to be with you via this technology. So thank you for watching, and thank you for allowing us to be part of your lives. It's a significant spiritual season that we're in. Of course, we've just come through Passover a couple of weeks ago. We started talking about freedom last week, reintroducing the concept. Galatians 5.1, Paul the Apostle said, it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. And so last week we talked about identity. And Bev, you were on fire, by the way, last well, week. Well, and look, I want to take this second to apologize. I know y'all who know me know my passion, and you know that I have like a roar when I preach. But that was not my intention last week. Apparently I was a little hot in the mic, so <laughs> just turn it down. And then when you listen to Kent, turn it up. So there you go. That's just a little bit of advice. It's That's true. It, it is true. We, we didn't plan that. But it's, it's exciting to be reintroducing the concept, kind of digging back into deeper levels of it. Even as we talked last week and shared, we felt deeper last levels of identity. Last week was amazing. So many confirmations yes. from so many other prophetic words about identity, stepping into that. Today, we're going to be talking about realigning with the kingdom culture. And so it should be a great day. And by the way, today we're launching online freedom groups. And so if you hadn't heard about that, you can log on today or you can click on the link there. It tells you how to be a part of a group. And basically each week we'll be releasing a short video teaching on freedom and then you'll have a group online that you can connect with and ha ask and have discussion questions. But most of all, pray together because we believe God is going to do miracles in this season and we're going to experience freedom at a whole nother level. And so we're excited about our freedom groups. There's more information that you can find out about that. Speaking of realigning with the kingdom, uh, a few days ago, Bev just got downloaded with a bunch of rewords. It's it really, really cool. It was very unexpected, and I just started typing them. But I do want to say something about watching and getting involved in these freedom groups. As we were talking with the crew this morning, just getting ready to prepare, we really uh, were talking about how exciting it is that we can participate via technology. And then when the time comes, we can participate in people's homes. And then we can all gather together in the church as a congregation. So we're looking forward to that. And the downloads you guys have been getting have got to be at least equal to this because God is just speaking. If you're listening, you're going to hear something. But this is how he started out with me rest. And I prayed for Kent because, you know, resting is not his forte. He is going to go. He is <laughs> on the move all of the time. This man is built for motion. So rest was my very first R word. Then reset, which is something that he and I have really been experiencing. Mm -hmm. We have reset in so many different ways. Um, and of course, repent, redeem, reconcile, restore, reopen, remand, remind, reconstitute, relieve, reorder, repurpose, return. And I'm going to stop right here at realign, even though my list just goes on and on and on. We are realigning. And within that reset is the rest of God. So I encourage each and every one of you, as you are realigning, return to him 
and let him give you supernatural rest. It's a re-season. It is a re-season. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Absolutely Chuck true. Chuck Pierce released this word this past week about recalibrate, realign, and redefine vision. He said if we would do that on the other side of it, there would be recompense, a restoring of power, and a resetting of the future. He didn't save us just from something, but he saved us for something. And so that's why we're talking today about realigning with the kingdom of God. That's what happened to Israel. Yes, they were set free from Egypt. They came out of bondage, but then God began to show them a realm. Think about it. They were met by a cloud by day, fire by night. They were water coming out of a rock. Their clothes didn't wear out. Supernatural provision, manna coming from heaven. These are attributes that God was introducing to them of the kingdom of heaven, which is a realm. That's what Jesus preached when he came to the earth. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here or at hand. Not repent so you don't go to hell or so you can go to heaven. Yes, thank God for eternal life. But there's a realm now that we can live and realign with and enter into that opens the heaven over our lives. That's why Matthew 6 says, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Isn't it interesting? Like if you had the keys to our house, you could just come and go, right? Anytime you wanted to. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> There's a lot of coming and going. <laughs> and when you have the keys to the kingdom, you can enter in and you can receive what God has for you. It's just a matter of realigning with that. That's why Jesus said repent or realign. And so Bev and I have been studying the word of God together as uh, we've been sheltered in place. And she's been uh, looking into the book of Nehemiah that really kind of honed in on a nation nationwide realignment. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about Nehemiah 9 is the temple has already been built. The Israelites are out of bondage and they have really come to understand what they've been missing. Ezra had called for a celebration, which should have been on the Day of Atonement in Tishri, which is September. But you see them almost a full month later in Sheshvan, mm -hmm. and the people have called for a Day of Atonement. They literally are mourning in sackcloth, and they're putting dust on their heads, and they're really just asking for forgiveness, and they are repenting before their God because they have not been celebrating Him. It had been years since Torah had been read. It had had been years since the priests were in the marketplace. It had been years since they had been encouraged by the word of God. And so even though Ezra had said, look, this is a day of celebration. The temple is built. We're out of bondage. They came back and said a full three weeks later, we have got to come into God's presence and we have to do it with repentance, which I love that repentance for us, there's a, a weight to it that has, has not really been uh, corrected. Mm -hmm. Really, repentance uh, just means to miss the mark. Or sin means to miss but, the mark. Yes, yes, sin means to miss the park. Excuse, excuse me, to miss the mark. And so here we are, and we see them realigning themselves with God on their own. The wow. priest didn't ask them to do it. It was in their hearts because they had been so convicted on what they were missing out on. And that's the same wow. for us. I mean, if our cars need to be aligned and sometimes our backs need to be aligned and our whole lives need to be realigned, surely when we come into an understanding that to repent just means, hey, we've missed the mark. Let's get right back into right relationship with our God and let's realign our relationship because that's where the blessing is. That is so powerful, Bev. And I believe it's right where we are prophetically Absolutely. because in the instant, we're not in church. Exactly. We're not in a physical building. So it's not the preacher calling us to repentance. It's not the minister calling to repentance. It's like as a nation, we're choosing to say, wait a minute, 
Maybe we're missing out on some things. Maybe This is our time to do exactly that. God has given us this time, even though it may not look like it in a lot of ways. But, you know, the Israelites didn't like being uh, in bondage and being captured again. I mean, they had already come <laughs> out of bondage and they went right back into bondage. So here is the, the whole heart of it for us. And this season that we're in, in realigning with God's character, God's word, God's timing, is that we have to guard our own heart heart gate. We have to be mm. prepared for the strategies of the enemy. And I believe that this reset and this time of rest and this time of realignment is exactly what God's doing in the entire earth. It's not just for a people group in a tiny country. Israel is a tiny mm. country. I mean, it is on a global scale that God is giving every single one of this of us this opportunity to guard ourselves and to be prepared for what's coming. Look, the enemy's wily and anybody that tells you that he's foolish and stupid no sir I, I know that you've got a whole message but I'm going to share this because I feel Go like right the on. Lord is really compelling me to do this years ago I had a prophetic vision in it I saw a massive and I mean a massive corporate office building and in it they were busy 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 I mean they were taking notes they were writing things down. They were dressed in black in Armani suits. They were crisp. They were clean. They were businessmen. Mm. And they literally were putting together strategies to take down the kingdom of God. I saw it as clearly as I've ever seen anything. They were so organized and they were very normal looking. I mean, they looked just like you and I, only they were better dressed. Seriously, but there was a plan. They had every, it was like a battalion in place only in a corporate setting and everything about what they were doing was planned out, strategized, organized, and implemented. So I know that the enemy's camp is organized and it's time that we as the people of God became just as organized and just as prepared. Absolutely. Realigning with the kingdom and becoming God's army in the Absolutely. earth. Absolutely. And being ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And so that is so, so powerful, Bev. We want to just look at what it looks like then to realign. What does it look like to repent or realign with the kingdom? And so uh, maybe I want to talk about just a moment of the culture. What does that look like? Uh, Jesus mentioned in Matthew 5 through 7, reread it. If I had to sum it up in one word, what is the culture of the kingdom? It's humility. That's what Jesus talked about. He talked about blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, if somebody hits you on the cheek, turn the other yes. cheek. If they say go one mile, then go two miles. And he, he introduced an upside-down kingdom, that the kingdom of yes. God was a kingdom of humility. He didn't enter into Jerusalem with a mighty army. He came riding on a donkey, showing us that the kingdom of God is a kingdom of humility. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? I'm going to tell you why it is. Because humility is a powerful force in the earth. It's the law of non-resistance. It's like you don't have to fight for yourself. You don't have to have a kingdom of self. You can actually enter into the kingdom of God with humility. Jesus said these words. He said, humble yourself and God will exalt you. They say the most powerful force in the earth is the ocean. It's the most powerful force on the earth. Why is that? Also because the every, it's the lowest. It is the lowest. It's the lowest yes. and everything runs to it, not from it. And so when you humble yourself, 
the whole universe recognizes it and all the good stuff starts running to you instead of running away from you. Or you having to chase it. It all flows to you, which is exactly what Kent was sharing early. Or there's a whole energy that is released when we align with what is happening in the universe and in nature. Mm -hmm. that's, why Jesus, uh, that's why Jesus said so powerfully, he said, if you keep trying to save your life, you're gonna lose it. Right. But if you'll go ahead and lose your life, then you'll find it and you'll save it. Chris Valentine was, uh, I listened to him from Bethel. He was preaching this week. Uh, Bev, I saw a podcast. And he said this crisis, humility is the way through. And I thought this was so interesting. He said humility plus nothing equals promotion. <laughs> that that's the way God works. Humility plus nothing else equals promotion. And he told a story about how God was teaching humility. He owned an uh, uh, auto parts company and the, uh, he rented a building from a neighboring uh, realtor and the realtor came over that had a building available and said he would like a character reference on this guy's name because he wanted to rent the building next door and that was a guy that actually worked for him. Okay. And so that guy was, without Chris knowing it, was starting the exact business next door. Oh my gosh. And taking all of his, with a ploy to take all of his customers away. So he said, I went to the Lord and said, Lord, what should I do? He said, humble yourself, give him all the equipment he needs, let him take all the customers he wants to take and bless him. He said, I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard from the Lord that you know, this guy's trying to steal my business and God says, just go ahead and give it to just him give it to and him. let him have it. He said, it was totally outside of all natural thinking. So he said, I did. And he said, it wasn't easy. You know, I, want to, I just don't want to make it sound easy. It was a very difficult decision. He said, but about a decade later, God continued to bless us and we were able to open more businesses. And he said, all of a sudden, God supernaturally paid a large sum of debt of our home off. Supernatural just paid it off. And he said, I was thanking the Lord for the blessing. And the Lord said, that wasn't a blessing. He said, that was a result of the seed of your humility. My and you gosh. know, how many times have we tried to save ourselves, or, or protect ourselves, or, or do it for ourselves instead of trusting God through humility? And so one of the key ways into the kingdom of God is humility. Well, and it's absolutely, I think, where God is putting all of us. He's given us each one the opportunity to let go of all, of all of the woundedness, the brokenness. I listened to a great teaching, Chuck Pierce, of course. Mm -hmm. it just it, There's so much to glean from it. You can listen over and over again, much like the way that you teach. You get so many nuggets out of all of it. But he was praying that we would be healed from all old war wounds mm. and that all things of the past that we forgive them and you know that is a great key for humility is walking in forgiveness and love and it's not always easy to do I mean especially when you've been hurt I mean we have to release that forgiveness there is such power in it there's a law of forgiveness yes. and once you've released that then that humility and that humbleness I mean and just the freedom that comes from your thought processes. I posted something yesterday that said, uh, where your mind wanders is where your heart is. And so I think it's very important for us all to understand that God is doing a great work in the earth. And if you align yourselves and you realign with that and learn to walk in humility and humbleness, God is going to honor that. Um, I love the teaching. Uh, you know, we, we teach very faithfully about tithing and first fruits and giving. But the great thing about it is, is once that seed leaves your hand and it goes into the atmosphere, just like what happened to this gentleman, mm -hmm. you're going to have the results of that. And now it may not happen the way that you think it's going to, just like it didn't for him. 
It may not come in the package that you wanted. It may not look anything like what you thought the blessing was going to be, but there is a blessing on the other side of it. Well, that's the second uh, point. If the culture is humility, then the currency is generosity. There you are. And it's seed. And so uh, Mark 4 said the whole kingdom of God is built on the seed principle, just what you're saying. When you sow something, it leaves your hand, but it doesn't leave your life. It just goes into your future and creates what needs to be created so that when you get there on the road, it's there and your provision is ready for you. And so if the culture of the kingdom of God, how we align through humility, then the way, then the currency, the way we operate in the kingdom of God is generosity. Luke 6, 38, Jesus said, give and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men give into your bosom. Bev and I had the honor of spending some time with Oral Roberts and his wife Evelyn before he passed away. What a general in the faith. And this was one of his life scripture, the seed time, seed and harvest oh, principle. He, he honestly believed, I mean, absolutely, it was a revelation. 100% that this was a revelation from God. Uh, that had been negated and that he actively brought back to the forefront. He told Bev and I, he preached us Luke 6, 38. He said, you give one time, but it comes back seven times. So he said, give, it shall come back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will give unto your bosom. He said, what you give with your hand, you'll have to carry it back with your bosom. And so the whole concept of the kingdom of God is generosity. We begin to learn this very own. And Bev step right into it. I was a little more fearful, to be honest with well, you. What, what is so amazing about that is Kent was raised in a spirit-filled church environment, and I wasn't, and I didn't really understand the principle of the tithe. So this was really the first real revelation that God gave to me, uh, honestly, about the tithe, because we were, we were in a terrible situation. We were busted. We were broke. <laughs> we didn't have a dime between us. I mean, seriously, people were bringing us groceries. It was, it was a, a rough time. And um, all, all of Kent's wages were being garnished by the IRS. It was really rough, y'all. And they, by the grace of God, allowed us to continue to tithe. We didn't think they were going to. So we were trying to figure out where were we going to cut that. Was it going to be the light bill, the water bill, or the mortgage? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, were we going to delay our mortgage? So I just said, Kent, we have to give our 10%. And I mean, he didn't like it. He really did not. It didn't make one bit of sense. And I was like, you're the one that's spirit filled. Of course, by this time, we both had our prayer language. So I just said, Lord, you're going to have to do this in him. And we started tithing faithfully. And listen, nothing changed for 10 years. Do you understand me? It was a struggle. Long years. I mean, we, I think Kent started out when he first started in ministry his salary was $25,000 a year. And I mean, we had two kids, we had all of the bills, the the uptake of everything, but yet we tithe faithfully. And God just began to open the door windows of heaven and bless oh, us. He did. And then, but it didn't, it didn't, Bev didn't stop with the tithe. No. I mean, I was like, she was pushing me with that. I was like, yeah, who, who in their right mind gives away 10% of their income when they're broke? When you when you're right? only making twenty five thousand dollars, but if you're going to realign with the kingdom and enter yeah. into that realm, you see, this it's a, it, we enter in the kingdom by faith. Yes. And so, uh, but I mean, she would do radical things. I can't. Once we begin to even prosper, I came home one day and she had given away all the furniture in our home to some missionaries. And well, they I was didn't like, have anything. I mean, I I did. I had at least 
a cow. Well, we didn't have a couch. No, either. it was an empty yeah. room. It, it was. It was I, not, a sewed, I sewed. towards. And I yes, was like, I and I was like, oh my it. God, what have you done? She said, well, they needed the furniture. I said, what are we going to sit on? She said, God will provide. I'm and like, yeah, did. God will provide. He you know. Did. And sure enough, it was like uh, three, four days later, I went to the office, and on my desk was a furniture catalog. Uh, Opened it up with a note from a lady that said, I was praying and God said, you guys needed furniture and a check inside the envelope to buy new furniture. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty wild. Of course, my, I don't know, my level of expectancy from just my relationship, God just only does good things. That's all there is to it. And I trusted, I mean, that was my revelation, which I've shared freely. I mean, at salvation, I just was downloaded with just the love of God. I mean, it just washed over me like a tsunami and I just trust him. I mean, he says he loves his children and he only gives good things to his children. I'm one of his kids. So, so definitely, definitely, Bev definitely operates in the kingdom I currency do. of generosity. I but do. you know, it's not just about money or material things. No. It's, it's about every aspect of life. I read a scripture yesterday in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, that blessed me so much. Here's what it says. But God, who is rich in mercy. In mercy. And it mm. just exploded my spirit that our Heavenly Father is rich in mercy. And I read that, and I've read it a hundred times, but it jumped off the page. God is rich in mercy. And just like this, Holy Spirit said, I can afford to be merciful. <laughs> wow. Because I am rich with mercy. The Bible says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. And then Holy Spirit said, Kent, you too can afford to be merciful because you're rich in mercy because of me. And you know, not just money or material, we can sow forgiveness, mercy. We're, we should generously give mercy and, and freely give every time, energy, because this is the currency of the kingdom. Well, in Psalm 84, 11, I mean, and this is, this is where I think that the realignment really has to take place because so often it's the material things in life. But Psalm 84:11 is very specific. The good things are righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy no Spirit. No good thing will He withhold from, from those, those who, who walk, walk uprightly. Up exactly. Love, I love that scripture. Last point: If the culture is uh, a humility and the in the and the currency is generosity, then I thought. What is the final thing I'd like to talk to you about? Uh, in the, you know, I like this, all this, try to keep all the C's. Oh, I know. You like a point. I thought about compliance. You know, a compliance is, is, when, you, is when you basically live in obedience. And, you know, a, a, one of the kingdom aspects is obedience. Now, it's not obedience to keep rules so you can obtain favor. It's obedience just like we teach our children. That if you, we teach our children obedi obedience, obedience, <laughs> obedience for their benefit not for our benefit. And God teaches us obedience for his, for our benefit, not his benefit. Listen, listen to this, Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things I say? Think about your own life. Are you living obedient? Are you living obedient to the ways of the Lord? Are you living obedient? This is a real concept for us to ask ourselves in this time of repentance. Are we being obedient to the Lord? Why is it important? Because 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, obedience is better than sacrifice. If, if Bev and I ever get into a situation where we don't have a way out, we don't ask God to bring us out. We ask God for an instruction. Yes. Because if God, if you, if God gives you an instruction and you obey it, it releases the things of the kingdom of God because it's faith being released. And so I believe in this season, God's given many people instructions. Take this job. Go to this place. 
live here, go there. And it's very important for us in this season to obey God. It says, uh, what is it, Matthew 7, uh, he that hears the word and obeys the word is a, like a man and a woman who built their house on the rock. And the winds come and the storms come and the rain comes, but their house is steadfast because it's built on a rock. This is the season to make sure our homes, our lives are built in obedience to the Word of God and what God wants to do in our life. I was thinking, Bev, about uh, you know this, this morning, how just one act of obedience unlocks so many things. That's why it says obedience is better than sacrifice. You can't sacrifice your way into the true. blessings of God, but you can obey. And after Bev and I first got saved, uh, we were we were like really needing, I was needing a job. I had wrecked our family. It was basically all of me. I'd wrecked our family through addiction, et cetera. Found salvation, Bev and I both did. And I began to get calls from around the United States offering me large sums of money to come back to work in the industry I was in. And, and we were like, this has to be the Lord, right? I mean, because God's, God's offering us well, this. I especially me because we were living with his mom, his dad, his sister, her husband, their three kids, our son and Kent and I all in the same house. <laughs> I was like, just take the job. God's going to honor it wherever we go. We love him and he loves us. He's getting us out of Egypt. We are headed out of here. But something kept speaking to it me. Did. Don't do that. It did. Don't go there. It was like we were being led by an unseen hand. Yeah. And something kept saying, no, that's not my will. That's not what I want you to do. And we wound up taking a whole nother direction in obedience. Went to, went to Orlando, Florida to work for my dad for minimal wage. And in the midst of that... God introduced us to Benny Hinn. God used him to pick us out of a crowd, prophesy our destiny, our purpose. And our whole ministry now, for 30 some odd years now, was birthed out of one act of obedience to it say, was. God, if you're saying go this way, don't go this way, that's the way we're going. But here's what's exciting. We may have missed God many times, but he keeps coming back around, well, offering that, these cycles Kent of obedience. Kent was talking about the key earlier. That was the key that unlocked our future. And we had mm. no idea at the time, I mean, of really how, uh, how God was really going to manifest in our lives. <laughs> just, it was just uh, unbelievable. And for years and to this day, really, our scripture has been one of our main scriptures. He uses the foolish things of this world to <laughs> confound the wise because God knows we had made some foolish decisions and have made foolish decisions since. But that decision secured our future in ministry, in mm. life, in our marriage, in our families. And literally, it unlocked what God had for us. I mean, it was a treasure that we didn't even know was waiting for us. And so it's unlocked our future generations for our family. And that one act of obedience changed everything in our lives. Bev, that you're prophesying now. And, I'm, and I know you feel the anointing while you're doing it. Because this is the word of the Lord. Right now, God's unlocking our futures. He is. That's what's happening right now. That's exactly we're we're choosing in this season what our future is going to look like. And so we can choose humility, generosity, and obedience and align with the kingdom of God and literally unlock our futures during this season right now that won't just bless our lives, but generations to come. And so Bev and I just want to land right here today and begin to pray because yes. the anointing's here. And we just want to begin to pray for God now 
to open our eyes and allow us to align with his kingdom purposes so that our futures can be unlocked. Come on, Bev, pray. I feel you feel so, the So, Father, we ask you right now, as we're sheltering in place, as we're having to remain distant from mm. one another, that our individual experiences with you, that you are opening our hearts. Not only are we being safeguarded, but we're also opening up to realigning with your kingdom mm. purposes, with our identity in who we are in you. And not just for ourselves, Father God, because it is never about us. It is literally about expanding kingdom culture, expanding your kingdom in the earth. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now that you open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our spirits to receive this time, this season in which you are realigning us with your kingdom culture and what your plans, what your purposes are in the earth, Father God. For those of us that understand that you are moving us, even though it may not look like anything is happening right now, you are moving behind the the scenes. You are invisible, dear God, but the work that you are doing in our hearts and in our spirits, Father God, you are healing us. And Father, right now, that is an important part of it. Lord, if we've been living uh, in unforgiveness, if we've been living in bitterness, yes. we've been living in disappointment, Lord, help us forgive. Lord, appoint us. Lord, open us up to receive everything. And Lord, even in this process, if there is a breaking that has to happen, just break us open, Almighty God, to receive every single thing that you have. Lord, let our emotions come into submission to your sovereignty, Almighty God. Lord, just give us clear direction. We are asking for it. Lord, we repent. We do not want to miss the mark. We want to be on target. We want to be led by your spirit. We want to trust in your sovereignty. We want to understand your authority in the earth. And Father, I ask you now that you release that anointing to set the captives free from every bit of emotional bondage, from every bit of torment, from every bit of pain and anguish, from fear and anxiety, all of the things that the enemy has strategized to release in the earth, we overcome them by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we stand on your sovereignty that you are going to do exactly what you've told us you're going to do in Jesus' mighty name. Wow. 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 What a, the anointing's moving. Whew. Things are happening. I feel the anointing moving, rich, surging. Rich in here. <laughs> I, I mean, it just, I cannot tell you really what it's like in these moments in this atmosphere as we're here together, just coming into agreement and realigning ourselves with the Word of God, the promises of God, and everything that He has told us. He is really going to do everything that he has promised you in your life. As I said earlier, he's no respecter for of persons and what he has done for us, he will do for you. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is, is here and is yes. at hand. Don't forget, jump in one of these freedom groups. It's gonna be a blessing. This is the time, take a step of action. What's the, say, defin, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, and over expecting over a different result. If you're entering, want to align with the kingdom, take the next few weeks, jump in one of these freedom groups. I promise you it'll be a blessing and God will give you exponential spiritual growth in this season. Now we want to put our giving declaration up today. We want to say it out loud because we know that God is extravagant with his blessings toward us. So we want to take a minute, say this out loud before we quit today. Put it up on the screen for us. We want to say it out loud today on the count of three. One, two, wait. three. Today, today we, we are, are moving forward, forward toward the glorious, glorious celebration, celebration of, of Pentecost. Pentecost. 
God not only has delivered us and redeemed us, but he also has given us abundant provision. It is a time to believe and confess for a supernatural provision. The Lord who has great power also has great resources. Therefore, we declare and decree that we have more than enough entering into this new season as God's glory is revealed. In the name of Jesus. We that is so powerful. I mean, it just it is. Declare that over and over again because you need to release that into your atmosphere. We do. We release it all into our atmosphere today. We're entering, realigning with the kingdom, and we thank God for His righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, look for us on social media, social media this week. We'll be putting out uh, some encouraging information to you. We just speak blessings over your life. We pray you have a great week and walk in freedom in Jesus' name. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road,